Hello and welcome back to my podcast. Today we'll be talking about ancient China. The first dynasties around 8,000 years ago, a civilization grew up in China that became one of the most advanced in the world, led by powerful dynasties or families of emperors. About 8,000 years ago, People began to settle along the riverbanks in China. The village, uh, the villagers grew up beside the Yellow River. Each year, the river flooded, leaving fertile soil. So that was ideal for growing a grain called millet. China is a vast country surrounded by ocean, mountains, and deserts. These unique borders cut it off from other countries, so they developed its own unique culture the ancient chinese called the country the middle kingdom because they thought it was in this middle of the universe the north and west are huge deserts the gobi and the taklam tribe called the mongols sometimes attack china from the gobi the south and southwest the town himalayas protected china against waves nomadic people lived among the grasslands of the east they often rebel against China's rulers. About 3,800 years ago, a dynasty called the Shang ruled a large area around the Yellow River. They built new towns and the capital city called Yin. The Shang were the first to use chariots in battle, giving them a big advantage against their enemies. During this time, craftsmen made intricately decorated bronze pots. Some, such as these, were used to make offerings of food and wine to the spirits of dead ancestors. The last Shang king was the Sing, I'm not sure, was a cruel tyrant. When his, when his army was defeated, he gathered all of his treasure in his palace and set it on fire before killing himself. Many of these treasures have been found in Shang tombs. When a king died, he was buried in a pit filled with the luxuries to use in their next life. Around 3,000 years ago, the Shang were overthrown by the Zhou dynasty, who ruled for 900 years. The Zhou gave power to the nobles, who fought a lot, so people began to think about how to bring order. Two new ways of thinking had a big effect on China, Confucianism and Taoism. From around 2,500 years ago, China was divided into seven kingdoms, which were constantly at war. About 400 battles were fought and by armies of over 200,000 soldiers and archers. This troubled time was known as state... This troubled time is known as the Warring States period. Around 2,250 years ago, the Kingdom of Qin conquered the others and it named itself Qin Xin Kugan, the first emperor of China. He forced nobles to move his capital city, Xinyan, to keep them under control. Qin is pronounced Qin, and many, and maybe the origin of the word China. Craftsmen made stunning ornaments out of a green stone called jade, and perfected art of lacquerware. I'm not sure if I said that.
quickly decorating items with red varnish from the sap of a large tree. The first emperor ordered the fences walls to be linked across China into one long wall. He was worried about attacks by enemy tribes. Around 2,200 years ago, a soldier named Liu Bang became the first emperor of the Han Dynasty. It lasted 400 years and ruled over 60 million people from the capital Chang. The Han rulers brought peace and prosperity. They encouraged merchants to travel beyond China along a route known as the Silk Road. This led to new wealth and a new religion, Buddhism. Han Dynasty ended in chaos as nobles fought for power. In the year two eight, two rival forces clashed in the largest naval battle of history, the Battle of the Red Cliffs on Yangtze River. The battle ended when one side pretended to surrender. As they approached, they set fire to their ships and fled on escape boats. The enemy fleet was caught. In fire and destroyed. Around town, around 2000 years ago, ancient Chinese towns were busy, bustling places. Merchantmen sold goods at the towns and markets, craftsmen toiled in sweaty workshops, the, and rich and poor bust shouldered uh, in, the, in the crowded streets. Most cities were laid out on the square, with gates positioned symmetrically around the long defensive walls. Tree-lined streets ran from the gate, dividing the house into blocks of houses, shops, markets and uh, storehouses. High watchtowers on the corners gave a guard's good view across the city. The town's main gate was usually on the south wall. This symmetrical design was thought to bring harmony and balance to the city. Most buildings in the town were made out of wood and then painted to make them waterproof. Few cities had their own names. Most of them took the name of the country they were in, with the word Cheng added. It's basically town. Merchants sold all sorts of food at the town's markets. The largest cities had huge markets, dividing into areas selling different things. Merchants came to sell all sorts of goods. Meat such as camel and bear, fruits such as pear and pomegranates. There were also fortune tellers, letter writers, astrologers, barbers, and brewers selling al, ale. I'm not sure how to say that. Spice stores sold garlic, ginger, and tangerine peel. Farmers arrived from the countryside to buy and sell animals. A market chief made sure merchants uh, charged fair prices the things everyone knew the in the palace their place in the ancient chinese society people's status wasn't based on wealth but rather on what they provided for the country the emperor was at the top second most important was scholars and government officials they could read and write so brought knowledge next were peasants and farmers who provided food craftsmen provided art up architecture and inventions. Soldiers protected China and servants helped their masters. Merchants and traders did not provide anything so they had little status. Merchants loaded camels before setting off on long trading journeys. 
Guards in Watch House kept an eye out for bandits or invaders. Most guards were farmers who had to serve the army for two years. Serve in the army for two years. A kite. Dancers and acrobats performed for money. And then there's a kite. Wee a kite. Wee. <laughs> Wealthy people were carried in carriages pulled by horses or oxen. Wealthy nobles were sick roads. Enrodded with patterns, Chinese ladies wore their hair in elaborate styles held placed by pins and combs. The poor usually wore a rough type of cloth called hemp, and they always had hats. In this part of the town, craftsmen made things to sell at the market. A potter made a vase by, by shaping wet clay on the spinning disc. Once it was in the right shape, they would put in a clean oven to harden, then patent. Bronze workers made weapons or plates and cups. Different craftsmen had different jobs in the workshop. First, a clay model was, deco- uh, was made and decorated on the inside. Next, copper and tin, which made bronze, were heated until they were liquid and poured into the mould. Once bronze hardened, hardened, the model was broken open to reveal the bronze uh, object. Jade workers made expensive ornaments. Jade was the most valuable materials in China as it was thought to have magical properties. Craftsmen used swords to cut jade, rough sand to shape it, and finer sand to polish the stone. The the town constable chased thieves. Convicted criminals were beaten with a stick called a bastard. No, I'm not sure if I said that correctly. Uh, Asrokavi sold herbs and plants to treat illnesses. People played a board game called Li- Liu Bo. Some towns' gateways were very elaborate. The, ma- the magistrate and his family relaxed in their garden. One magistrate was in charge of its town and its country. He lived in a lavish house in the middle of the town. So that's it for today's episode. See you next time. Bye.